Andy. Andy, I think that um, illustration of the NPR model, uh, I had never thought about that. And thank you for sharing. That may end up in some other pastors' sermon illustration toolboxes because that's pretty neat. As he was talking, I kept thinking about the guy I listened to in the morning. And he, he says, NPR News, I'm Dave Mattingly, right, every morning. And so uh, now every time I hear NPR in the morning on my commute, I'm going to remember what you said. So thank you. Church, I just wanted to let you know, you can pray for me this morning because as I preach today, I'm preaching just on um, your grace and your love. Our uh, 16 and a half year old lab mix went to be with his maker on Friday. And so we're just, we're just having a tough time. We, um, we are, and, and a number of you have shared your concerns and prayers with us, and we just so thank you. And uh, so I pray that you would pray with me as I share today, and uh, we'll just do the best we can together, right? And uh, on this All Saints Day, many of you understand exactly what that is like. So we're going to read together Philippians chapter 1, verses 1 through 11, and then we'll share some, some things that we can learn from the saints as we live life in this broken world, as we go to the polls, as we care for our fellow humankind, and make some application, and then we'll gather and break bread together. Paul writes, To all God's holy people in Christ Jesus at Philippi, Together with the overseers and deacons, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God every time I remember you and all my prayers for you. I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. It is right for me to feel this way about all of you since I have you in my heart and whether I am in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and in depth of insight so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Yesterday afternoon, we held the celebration of life service here at HRBC for Bruce Haig's mom. Her name was Rita Haig. And she died on October the 26th. And she had a close relationship with our former pastor here, Dr. Burt Browning. He served here 18 years and then retired. And I'm thankful to have come after him. Burt spoke eloquently at the service yesterday. And in his message, he commented on how Rita and her husband have moved here from Philadelphia. And that's where my mom and dad were raised, born and raised, so... Um, I 
certainly have a, a Philly connection with her. And Bert commented that as he got to know her and visited her, she said, remember, I'm Catholic, not Baptist. She was very clear about that. And when I saw her in the hospital just a couple of days before she died, she was quick to remind me of just the same. Then Bert said something that is important for all of us to remember. He said that in heaven, there will not be Baptists or Catholics. He said that heaven does not have the human dividers that separate us here on earth. And aren't we glad? In heaven there is neither Baptist nor Catholic. There is neither hokey nor who. Despite what you might think. There is neither brown, red, nor white. There is neither west end nor south side. There is neither rich nor poor. There is neither Republican nor Democrat. The Apostle Paul reminds... Aren't you glad of that, by the way? Yeah. Some people would say different. The Apostle Paul reminds us in Philippians 3.20 that our citizenship is in heaven. And we, we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. If you were to go to my Facebook profile and click the area where you can read my background, there's a little section in all your Facebooks that says political views. And all I have there is Philippians 3.20. And I've had it since the very first day I opened my Facebook account. And that if somebody's interested in on where I stand, they can just read that. Because it says that I'm a citizen of heaven. I'm first a Christian. And then I'm American, and I always want to make sure that I remember that. So when someone wants to know whether I'm red or blue, this single verse says it all. On this day, when we've remembered those who have gone before us, the saints, the holy ones, we've got to remember that we are first citizens of heaven, people of the kingdom of heaven, called here to this place to bring a little heaven to earth, to live on earth as it is in heaven, as you heard Matthew share in the Lord's Prayer and as you also heard David share in the Scriptures from Luke. We are called to a different set of standards. We are called to kingdom standards. I believe that's what Paul means when he addresses the Philippians as saints. This translation, the 2011 NIV, says God's holy people, but That is translated also as saints. The Greek word is hagios. And it means to be set apart for God, to be holy, to be different, to be exclusively God's. And while there are certainly patron saints in some other religious traditions, such as the Catholic religion, God doesn't listen to them any more than He listens to us. We celebrate that we are all flawed people called to do divine things. And we are all connected through the story of our faith in Christ Jesus, our Lord. We might think that we are connected through theological beliefs or denominational affiliation or our neighborhood or musical taste or Facebook groups or sports affiliation. But as one pastor blogger writes, none of that connects me to the body of Christ. What connects me 
to the body of Christ is not my piety or good works or theological beliefs. It is God, a God who gathers us all God's children into the church eternal, end quote. In most of the Apostle Paul's letters to the churches, he tells the saints, the Christians, that he's thankful for them, and then he prays for them, just as we have read today. The Philippians had a special place in Paul's heart. Some scholars say that they were Paul's favorite church. And whether that's true or whether not, he prays for the believers. In verses 9 through 11, he prays that their love would overflow in knowledge so that they would be able to discern through their senses and through their minds, and that he would hope that this would enable them to live pure and blameless lives. He prayed that their lives would yield fruit of righteousness, meaning that they would be people of integrity whose lives would produce good works, that other people might see Jesus in us. So today we look back to the mothers and fathers of our faith And we know they are models to us of what it means to be citizens here on earth. Citizens of heaven here on earth. We remember Mary of Magdala. Peter the fisherman. The glorious disciples. We remember St. Francis. We remember Mother Teresa. We remember Martin Luther King Jr. We remember our grandparents who took us to church. We remember our fifth grade Sunday school teacher. We remember the vacation Bible school workers who served us Kool-Aid in Dixie Cups and animal crackers. We remember the pastor who came when no one else would show up. We remember the friend who took us to chemo treatments. We remember our true Christian friends who were there in those dark days. Paul's hopes and dreams for the Philippians are the same for us today. Flawed as we are, we too are saints set apart to be different in this world that the world might be different. We remember that we are citizens of heaven and that we are called to a better way. We remember that no matter who is in the White House, God is on the throne. God is unchanging. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. So we pray that we would be an answer to Paul's prayer, that we would be able to be citizens of heaven on earth. And a few things that we might put into practice as we go through this week, some takeaways for us. First, that as Paul has prayed, that we would seek to make the best decisions as citizens of heaven. This happens when we seek to love God more and more. We will be more and more like Jesus and we will make better and better decisions that will influence others. Second, with God's help, we pray that we would live by the golden rule. That was at the very end of the passage Dave read and it's also in Matthew seven twelve. So in everything, do unto others as you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. Live by the golden rule. And third, encourage others with simple acts of kindness. Buy someone's meal. Read the Bible to someone in a nursing home. 
hold the door for some other students at your school. Let someone else have the close parking space at the Kroger's. Volunteer to read to a child in their classroom at school. Take someone to their doctor's appointment. Rake some leaves. Smile even when you don't feel like it. Talk to an older person at the pharmacy when you're there. Write a note of encouragement. Call your parents. Walk your dog. Hug your kids. And say I love you to the people that matter every day. When we live by kingdom standards, I believe that we can make this world a better place one soul at a time. We remember the one who has called us to be citizens of heaven, Jesus Christ, who took bread and broke it and gave thanks and said, this is my body given for you. As often as you meet, eat of it. This do in remembrance of me.